Hello and welcome to the Royal Meteorological Society's podcast. My name is Hannah Mountson and I work for the Society as the Science Engagement Manager. We have recently published a new climate briefing paper focusing on how climate change will affect UK heat waves. And today I'm delighted to be joined by one of the co-authors, Eunice Lowe. Eunice, would you like to introduce yourself and say a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on here. I'm a climate scientist at the University of Bristol based in the geography department and my research looks at extreme weather in particular heat waves and I also look at how they impact human health in the context of climate change. So in particular I look at how heat waves have changed or will change in the future because of climate change and what that means to human health outcomes such as mortality. My background is in climate science and meteorology I have a PhD in atmosphere, oceans and climate from the University of Reading. I got it in 2018. So I've been at Bristol for a few years now looking at heat waves and health. And what about Dan, the co-author? Yeah, um, Dan Mitchell is a professor in climate science at the University of Bristol as well. So we are in the same climate dynamics group, which he leads. He's also interested in extreme weather. His research and his group of students also look at the wider climate change issue and even climate on other planets such as Mars. Great. Well, thank you very much. So I'd like to start broad, if we can. Why is this area of research around climate change and heat waves important? This research is important because climate change is a crisis that we're all facing. One of the most well-known or studied consequences of climate change is increases in the intensity and duration of heat waves. Heat waves can have a lot of impacts on society in various different ways. My current research looks at the impacts of heat waves on human health. High temperatures are associated with heat-related illnesses and deaths. Just to give an example, the 2003 European heat wave caused over 2,000 excess deaths in England. In addition to human health, heat waves also impact other things like our transport system. So tarmac can melt and also rails can buckle. Heat waves can also affect crop yield and also livestock and food production. It's very important to look at climate change and heat waves because climate change is happening right now. We're experiencing heat waves and also we know that there are lots of impacts of heat waves on our lives, basically. Yeah, that's a significant amount of impact. In your paper, you state that a heat wave is typically a period of unusually hot weather that persists for at least a few days. Now, I'm sure I'm not the only person to have heard or seen one hot day referred to as a heat wave, which isn't entirely true. So how do we define a heat wave here in the UK? In the UK, the definition by the Met Office is when the daily maximum temperature over a certain location exceeds the certain threshold, which is defined by the Met Office, for at least three consecutive days. So this threshold ranges from 25 degrees in Scotland to 28 degrees in London. There are various definitions of heat waves around the world, but usually it's defined as, as unusually hot weather that persists. And what are the main physical drivers then behind heat waves? There are a few physical drivers of heat waves. So for the UK, when there are high pressure systems that block other weather systems from traveling from the west to the east from the North Atlantic. And if these high pressure systems usually remain for a certain period of time, they can result in cloud free regions, which allow more sunlight to bake the ground below and also allow warm air to flow from lower latitude places such as 
southern Europe and North Africa. So in the summer, this typically results in dry and settled weather for days to weeks and also brings warmth to us in the summer. There are also other physical drivers, such as if there are warmer than normal sea surface temperature patterns close to the UK that can influence the atmospheric temperature over the UK as well. And also there's another driver from the lack of soil moisture, because when there's limited soil moisture, it reduces evaporative cooling and that can increase or amplify air temperature. So amplify a hot extreme. If we think back to the fairly recent 2018 summer heat wave, which led actually to the joint warmest summer on record, along with 2006, do we know which of the processes that you've just mentioned played a large part in that heat wave? So the 2018 summer is the joint warmest, I think, since 1884, so very extreme. And we know that there was a dominance of high pressure over the UK during that period. So the high pressure system is one one of the main drivers of that heat wave. Also, there was warmer than average sea surface temperatures closer to the UK. And also there's evidence of drier than average soil. So all of these processes play a role in that particular heat wave. We know that Earth's global average temperature has risen by around 1.1 degrees C since pre-industrial era. And this has been driven by greenhouse gas emissions that have been produced through human activity. So if we look at observations, how has this change in global average temperature affected heat waves so far? We know there's a trend in global average temperature. And scientists have have also looked at the Central England temperature time series. It's a very long record of temperature in the UK, roughly representing the United Kingdom, enclosed by Lancashire, London and Bristol. Looking at the trend of the Central England temperature, scientists have found a two to three fold increase in Central England heatwave activity since the 1800s. So we've seen a trend in heatwave activity from observations and the European heat wave that I mentioned that happened in 2003 has also been studied and people have found a doubling of the risk of that heat wave or heat wave as strong as that one because of human induced climate change. So there's a human induced signal in heat waves in our observational record. That's worrying, isn't it, when you think about the impacts that the 2003 European heat wave had. So it is evident then that climate change is already impacting heat waves here in the UK. But what about the future? How are we expecting heat waves to change in terms of intensity? Mm. So we look in the future by using climate models and using plausible emissions scenarios of greenhouse gases in the future. The UK has the gold standard climate projections called the UK CP18, so UK climate projections published firstly in 2018 by the Met Office. And headline results from UK CP18 is that we are projecting hotter and drier summers in the UK. So we would expect intensified heat waves in the future. If we look at climate projections by climate models under a medium emission scenario, the climate models are projecting that somewhere in the UK would reach 40 degrees Celsius once every 15 years by the end of the century. 40 degrees Celsius is unprecedented. Currently, the highest recorded temperature in the UK is 38.7 degrees Celsius, recorded in Cambridge in 2019. But in a high emission scenario, reaching 40 degrees Celsius could happen once every three to four years by the end of this century. So we expect more extreme temperatures and also intensified heat waves in the future. Surely there are other factors at play here too, though, that 
perhaps need to be considered. So for example, I live in a top floor flat, which is near the centre of a large town, and the temperature can often be up to five degrees C hotter than that outside during periods of hot weather, which is not enjoyable. Do things like that have to be taken into account when we're looking at projections for intensity of heat waves? Yes, yes, definitely. Living in large towns usually results in a slightly higher temperature compared to the surrounding rural areas of that town. And this is a phenomenon known as the urban heat island effect. This is caused by heat storage and released by urban structures such as buildings and tarmac and so on. And usually there's a lack of vegetation in built cities and therefore reduced amount of evapotranspiration that helps cool the air. The temperature difference between an urban area and a rural area is usually larger at night time. And I've actually written another paper on urban heat island effects. Using the climate projections for the UK, we are seeing an increase in nighttime urban heat island effects in the future in the major cities in the UK. So urbanisation definitely plays a role in what people experience in a heat wave. And also indoor temperature is another thing. How buildings are built and ventilation and also insulation all play a role in what we actually experience in the indoors, which could be quite different from the outdoor experience. And all of these cause heat-related illnesses and deaths that really impact our daily lives as well. Definitely things to take into consideration when we're thinking about adapting to climate change in the future. So what about the frequency of heat waves? How are we expecting this to alter in a warming world? So in general, in a warming climate, we're expecting an increased likelihood of heat waves. Studies have found that a summer as hot as 2018 in the UK, which is joint hottest summer in the UK, could occur every other year by 2050, depending on what emission scenarios we we take. For England and Wales, under a high emission scenario, they are projected to experience at least one heat wave a year by mid-century. In Scotland and Northern Ireland, the chances of a heat wave occurring in a year are expected to increase to over 50% by mid-century. This is also under a high emission scenario. In general, in a warming climate, we are expecting an increase in the likelihood of heat waves. And how certain then can we be about these projections that we've just discussed, so becoming more intense and becoming more frequent? All of the recent projections of the climate and heat waves are based on sophisticated climate models that take in the latest understanding of the Earth system and science into account. But of course, there are uncertainties in terms of climate modelling. One of the uncertainties come from what emissions pathway that we actually get on. As I said before, all of these projections are associated with the corresponding emissions pathways. So under a high emission scenario, what would happen? Under medium emission scenario, what would happen? But we actually don't know what future emissions may be because it depends on what we decide to do now. One of the uncertainties is definitely greenhouse gas concentrations in the atmosphere. That will depend on how fast we put in climate policies to achieve net zero and all of that. There's also uncertainty in terms of the future changes in jet stream location and also the summer blocking patterns that I said was one of the main drivers of UK heat waves. That's just because currently the climate models struggle to simulate these blocking events and tend to underestimate them. And also blocking events are highly variable, so it is hard to identify them and also track or monitor them in the observations. That all adds to uncertainty in terms of projecting heat waves in the future. Looking ahead to the future, what do you believe to be the key research priorities when it comes to UK heatwaves and climate change? 
I can think of a few, yeah, advancing climate models with our latest knowledge of how the physics works is always going to be a research priority because we base a lot of the climate projections on climate models. I also think that from my personal point of view, studying the impacts of heat waves to the UK public is very important. I mentioned a few of the societal impacts of heat waves with many things that we don't know yet. For example, how heat waves affect different groups of people and their health, and also not just physical health, but also mental health. I think that's an important area to look at. I also think that in order to prevent some of the adverse impacts of heat waves or minimize them, then we need to advance our early warning systems and to customize them to suit different sectors and different people. We do have that, but research is about advancing current knowledge and improving what we have. Finally, and briefly, what do you consider to be the take-home messages of your paper? The take-home messages of my paper is that the UK is already experiencing heat waves and they have devastating impacts. We know that a lot of these heat waves have been made more likely by human-induced climate change. And we know from our best knowledge and climate models that these heat waves are projected to increase further in the future. And therefore, we need to, first of all, drastically cut greenhouse gas emissions and also do a lot more to adapt to a warming climate and increasing heat waves. Thank you very much for joining me today, Eunice. And to those listening, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to read the new briefing paper that we've just discussed here called How Will Climate Change Affect UK Heat Waves by Eunice and her co-author, Dan Mitchell, then please do visit our website, www.rmets.org. And also make sure to follow us on social media. So that's on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. Thanks very much for listening. Mm-hmm.